You're listening to Ed Curation, the podcast where teachers talk curriculum. We make it easier for educators to find the resources they need to create fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ed Curation, where teachers talk curriculum. Excited today to have Chris Moralia here from Mendez Fundamental Intermediate in Santa Ana Unified School District, a school that's dear to my heart because I taught at Mendez Fundamental Intermediate in its opening year. It was a great school. Everybody was so excited to be there. And now it's probably been open 20 years or something, has it? Yes, I think it's 20 years now. Wow. Wow. How exciting. So how long have you been teaching both at Mendez and overall, Chris? So this would be my 35th year teaching in, I think, my 17th year at Mendez. That's so exciting. And tell us a little bit about the students at Mendez Intermediate. Our students are drawn from all parts of Santa Ana. I think our student population is around 99% Hispanic maybe a quarter percent African-American and Asian, maybe another quarter percent Caucasian. And that's Santa Ana, California, for anyone listening from anywhere else in Southern California. What do you like about teaching that keeps you there for a whole 35 years? Well, there's always the challenge of trying to reach the students. I don't consider myself a teacher, but a facilitator of learning. And because teaching has changed so much all the time, it's a challenge for me. And I just like developing new ways of reaching students. I'm very passionate about teaching history, too, because being a history teacher, I think, obviously, that my subject matter is more important than everybody else's. Yes, everyone of every subject thinks that about their own subject, right? That's great, though, when you're passionate about the subject you get to teach. And so as a facilitator of learning who's always trying to find new ways to reach the students, I understand that Flipgrid is a tool that you've found helps you with this. Can you tell us a little bit about Flipgrid? Yes. I actually became aware of Flipgrid, I think, a little over a year ago. I use Twitter a lot. And for those people that haven't used Twitter as an educational resource, it is the best one out there. Teachers are sharing their ideas. And there was a teacher that I followed that shared her ideas, and then I went to the California Council of Social Studies Conference a year and a half ago down in San Diego, and there was also a workshop on it. And at the time, Flipgrid was just starting out, but it it seemed to be a great tool. It gave students a voice. I've heard of Flipgrid, but I haven't actually seen it in use. So for those of us that don't know about Flipgrid, tell us what it does. In what ways does it give students a voice? Well, basically, a grid is a platform for a teacher maybe to post questions and then students respond so they can record their own voices. But as it's developed, it allows them, so they, they recorded not only their voice, but it's their uh, video recording as well. I know that can be a concern for a lot of students, at least the ones I deal with their age. They're very self-conscious about how what they look like. And so... They have the options of covering their face with emojis, things like that. But it's good so that they are given a true voice. They can talk about learning. They can talk about questions that I post for them. It's just another avenue. And it also allows for the people within the class to also look at their videos. So that whole uh, concept of liking and things like that, you can use it, like for example, like that too. And they're, they like to see each other. 
So it, it makes me think that it's a, a more modern and timely way to get students thinking about the content that they're learning, talking about the content that they're learning. In the old days, we would just write answers to a question on a piece of paper, but now they're making yeah. videos of themselves talking about the, the concepts in your history class. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly what's going on. So as I said, they now have a voice instead of us reading it off paper. They have a voice and being that they are very much a visual, this is a visual generation. They're into that big time. So did you go straight from kind of paper answers to using Flipgrid or did you use any other technologies to allow students to think about their work in advance of Flipgrid? Prior years, I did a lot of lessons where students would record, whether it's their cell phones, recording themselves on cell phones, making videos. I still try to give them options to do that. But with Flipgrid, it gives me the structure, a little more structure to direct their learning. My students have produced videos for as long as there was video capability. So that was one of the ways I gave them voice. I see. It sounds like maybe it's just a little bit more organized, the whole process, and easier for you to implement by using Flipgrid. Yes, because it's it's self-contained. Each class has their own grid, and I post topics on that on the grid, and they respond. So basically, I have everybody's, every student is supposed to respond to a prompt of sorts. Do you think about it as an opportunity for students to learn or an opportunity for you to assess their learning or both, or it depends? Tell us about that. I would say both because I've used it, for example, I'll have them read an article and instead of asking them to provide a written summary, I might ask them to talk about it, mm-hmm. uh, summarize the article. Sometimes I use guided questions. I've also had them listen to a podcast and respond to certain questions and then provide their own input on what the podcast was about and, and on the topic itself. Do you watch all of their video responses? Yes, <laughs> that, that is... My uh, course load, I have 240 students, close to 240 students. The one good thing about the Flipgrid is I can restrict the response time. So if I think it's going to take them 30 seconds to respond, that's all they get. Or if it's going to be two minutes, that's all they get to respond. So it allows me to not have to spend an excessive amount of time because I, I have options to restrict the response time. That's a handy tool that Flipgrid's figured out for teachers there. Do you require the students to respond to each other's posts or do they just do that naturally? We haven't got to the point where they're responding to each other's posts. What I do, I have the option of taking posts that are, I think, exceptional. Mm -hmm. And then I'll repost it as a, it's called a spark. And basically, it's then all students have access, they can watch it and then make responses if they want. That's really cool. Wow, what a timely and interesting educational like piece of ed tech. I love it. And so what do you think you've been able to achieve with Flipgrid that you wouldn't have been able to achieve before you used Flipgrid? Well, I think more than anything else, students have a voice. It allows students to respond in, a, in their own environment. A lot of times students are very self-conscious about responding in class, being that I teach eighth graders, and there's always that, well, if I respond, it's going to be the wrong answer. So 
I get responses that typically I'm not going to hear in the classroom if we do a larger class discussion. And it allows me to assess their, where they're at and their knowledge. Those are all things that I typically wouldn't have had before. And so it's given me, and it, like I said, the biggest thing is a student voice. In a class discussion, many times you, I have experienced, there might be one or two or three students that can dominate the whole class because other ones aren't comfortable talking. Do they do all of their video responses at home or on their own time, or do they sometimes do it in class? Typically, they do it out of the classroom because we don't have a lot of time in class for them to do it. So I, I allow students to come in before school or after school and record. Most of them do it at home or even at school. It's, there's an app, so they can do it on their phone, or they because all of our students have Chromebooks, they can do it on their Chromebook. Do you think using Flipgrid has made you a better teacher? Well, I think it goes back to what I was saying before, that now the students have a voice. When I use a podcast and I ask them to respond to it, it's incorporating listening and speaking skills. With the number of students that I have, I can't have presentations in my class because I would be doing it for the whole school year. With a 30-second or a minute response, I could assess where they're at on a certain topic. It's quite an exceptional application. And once they're recording themselves, you know, expressing their thinking about the content of the course, they're becoming more proficient in understanding it, right? I mean, it's like, it's like writing to learn, but speaking right. to learn, you know, I just love this. How long do you think it took you to become proficient with using Flipgrid from the time that you were first exposed to it on Twitter and the conference until... You felt like, I've got this, and I'm using it well, and it's improving my instruction. So I'm, I'm one of those people that when I see something I like, I dive right into it. I figured it out probably how to use it and the workshop, which was an hour long. And then I just took it right to the class. And last school year and the previous school year, so I really felt comfortable this year more so because they developed more tools that allowed the students to customize the responses. And I think that was real important. So this year, like I said, I'm incorporating it probably every two weeks. Before, it might have been once a month. And do the students like it? Well, they're responding to it. So I, I think they like the creativity, the creative part of it, where they can do a response and customize it with all types of symbols. And, you know, they're big on emojis. and. The kids that don't want to have their face seen, they decorate their face and, and they respond. Most of the kids respond and, and, uh, typically because it is middle school and some students don't do work. They always get that exception of students that won't do it. But most of the time I get the students responding and they seem to enjoy each other's responses because I look at the number of views, unless the students must be viewing their own response. But <laughs> see, some things they get up like 50 views on a post. Wow. So, That's pretty exceptional. That's exciting to think that they're, not only are they preparing how they're going to respond to your questions, but then they're listening to each other's responses. So they, I mean, they're doing this. Well, probably they're Snapchatting too, but at least they're spending some of their screen time, like engaging in content. I love that. And so can you share any particular stories of success you've noticed with one student? Because I have so many students. I would say the successes, I can't point out, I was looking for one in particular, but I would say the successes are that the students that 
And there's a number of them that typically don't respond to class discussions. I would say in a a typical class, that's like 75% of the students that wouldn't normally contribute are now contributing on Flipgrid. Like I said, I've used it quite a few times. So I don't have any students like the appointed students out, like one in particular. I just, when I was thinking about this, I said, you know, it's actually many students, the very fact that they're talking about the content. So I would say most of them are their successes. That's great. So what teachers would you recommend check out Flipgrid? I would say at any grade level where students are comfortable talking to a screen. Now, obviously, if it's a younger age, it would have to be monitored and you have to guide them. But I, I see little kids walking around with cell phones. So, and I know that there's elementary school teachers that are using Flipgrid. Flipgrid itself has a what's called a disco library, and you could access it and you can see the various lessons that teachers are utilizing in their classroom. And they range from elementary school to high school. That makes me think of another question for you, which is, was Flipgrid free? Did you have to pay for a subscription? Does your whole school subscribe? So I can say very contently, it's free. That is the big draw for teachers. It is absolutely free. It is associated with Microsoft, but it's, it's absolutely free. And for me, that is a big plus because there's, I, don't, I can't think of very many other platforms that are free that empower students as much. Is there anything you'd like to say to, I don't know if it's Microsoft that created Flipgrid or whoever the creators of Flipgrid are that you'd like to communicate to them? I'm just so very thankful that a platform such as this has been developed. And as I said, as a teacher, free is always good. But my students figure I have 240 students. I've given them a voice, a platform where they could talk pretty freely about what we're learning. And at the same time, they are able to incorporate a variety of the different tools that they've used that empower students with emojis, things like that. They stay very current. They're very much aware of what students like. That's a big plus for me. Well, now that Flipgrid is a a mainstay in your class, you're using it a couple times a month, what is the next curriculum resource product or tool that you might be looking for? What would make your job as a teacher easier? in the future if you had? Oh, if somebody could grade all the papers that I do, that would be great, but I haven't found anything like that. Right now, I'm just, I'm working with Flipgrid, and so I haven't really thought about what I'm looking for. I like to really stick with something for a while. There's always something new out there. I actually had some students who ran across some issues with using certain platforms, like with the various infograph programs. And to be able to share a product and work collaboratively on, let's say, infographs and things like that, most of the platforms have limitations like that. And of course, you have to, if you want to be able to do that, you have to pay for it. So I'm always looking for platforms that allow students to collaborate. I hear you. Well, hopefully, Ed Curation can find and help advocate for some development, share and collaborate around an infographic, either create one in the platform or be able to import and work around. That would be awesome. And with all the artificial intelligence work that's going in to new mm-hmm. new things, I mean, I don't think that a tech tool will ever be able to replace a teacher as far as looking at student work, but there might be some tools coming down the pike that can help you with some of that paper grading. So I will let you know when I come across any anything okay. like this that will help you. And 
Chris, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was really interesting. I'm super excited about Flipgrid and happy to share about it with all the educators that come to Ed Curation. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Ed Curation. We hope you learned something today about a curriculum resource that produces fresh, lively, and authentic learning. Check out edcuration.com to find out more. That's E-D-C-U-R-A-T-I-O-N.com.